collaborative relationships are the cornerstone of business growth, fostering a vibrant culture where diverse perspectives can come together to drive innovation. By pulling the unique perspectives of individuals, organizations can navigate challenges, uncover fresh opportunities, and create solutions that transcend individual capabilities. Collaboration also sparks excitement and enthusiasm for new ideas, and that enthusiasm fuels better engagement for the entire team. Welcome to the Women's Leadership Today podcast, a feature of Women's Leadership Today. I'm your host, Michelle Myers. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Antonio and Paris Buchanan. Antonio and Paris are a powerhouse husband and wife team of branding and design experts. They are passionate about interjecting humanity into every interaction between brands and consumers. As the founders of Antonio and Paris, they have worked with some of the world's biggest brands, including AT&T, Burger King, and MTV, to create exceptional experiences for consumers. I have asked Antonio and Paris to join us today to talk about the power of collaboration and the importance of building this dynamic within organizations. Paris and Antonio, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, we're excited to Very be here. Excited. Well, to start us off, can you share how you came together to start your company, which is appropriately named Antonio and Paris? Paris, I'll defer to you on that one. Yeah. Um... It's been, you know, this is not our first company. We had one that we sold before. We've been, we started working together at an advertising agency over 25 years ago. And um, Antonio had an idea for an agency and I kind of challenged him and said, why aren't you doing it? And I was his first employee. So it's been 25 years working together. Wow. And and what have you learned about collaboration from combining both your personal and professional relationships? Because that certainly is a very unique dynamic. Yeah. You know, I think that um, to your point, personal and, and business, it, it's, it's something that we have to focus on all the time. But I think what we've learned more than anything else is a sense of um, uh, respect. I think it's a, it's a, it's a mm. very big deal um, that we both bring something different to the table. Um, and I think it's important that there are times that we talk to each other and challenge each other, like Paris just said she challenged me, but there are times too that we stay in, in our lanes. We, we have the respect that the other person knows what they're doing. Um, and it's kind of a yin and yang when, when you think about it from a collaboration perspective. But I think the respect part is, a, is, is one of the biggest pieces of the equation. Yeah, and respect is so important in any relationship, right? Whether it be personal or professional. Yeah. And it's such a cornerstone of building trust and, and rapport. So I love to hear you say that. And you have a phrase on your website, which I really enjoy. It's, uh, I'm going to quote it for our audience, with Paris leading the strate strategically creative and Antonio leading the creatively strategic, we deliver exceptional experiences. What does this unique collaboration bring to your clients? Wow. To our clients, you know, um, I think I'm a closet strategist to be fair. And so, um, I think that it brings a different perspective, right? Like I look at it from a creative perspective. Antonio looks at it from a strategic perspective, but I couldn't do my job without 
his brilliant strat his his and his team's brilliant strategy. And so I think that that it's we wouldn't do it any other way. We couldn't do it any other way. Yeah, I, I think that you know for for the clients. Um, too often in agencies, you have the strategist and you have the creative and you're trying to reel the creatives in and bring them back to what the strategy is, right? They come up with these great ideas and then you're like, yeah, but that doesn't really fit what we're trying to do. And so I think Paris and her team do a really good job of being strategically creative in the sense of they really do think about what that strategy is. And when you see their work, I can actually see the strategy in the work and and clients love that they know that they yeah they have the ability to do blue sky but that blue sky still translates to what the objective of the brand is and so they do a phenomenal job at that i mean so often i look at the work and i'm like wow that's the brief um that i see it and and without having to strain at all well it sounds like you're really being able to bring uh both of your strengths to the table when working with clients. And I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but there are a lot of creative and strategic uh, individuals out there that are contributing innovative ideas to their organizations. How does collaboration help take that to an even higher level, do you think? You know, we've set up the company so that um, there's constant collaboration, constant challenging um, of ideas and the convention and things like that. Um, the reason why we do it is so that we want to make sure that we've vetted things internally first before we go out to the market. And the best way to do that is to push each other. We were just in um, a senior management meeting the other day, and one of the things that we talked about a lot was it's okay to push each other. It's okay to have knockdown, drag out fights with each other about something that we believe in um, and at the end of the day, still go out for a drink or have dinner together or something like that. If it's about the work, it's okay. And so uh, we literally just had this conversation with our team that said, keep pushing, keep challenging each other because our clients are gonna challenge us. The consumer is gonna challenge us. So we might as well do it internally first um, and do that. So we kind of taken what Paris and I do with each other and said, okay, you guys, you need to do the same thing. Um, when we're not in the room, it doesn't matter. You need to still push each other. It's true. Yeah, I think that leads to an interesting dynamics in a collaborative environment. You have to be prepared to share the limelight in, in a sense. Have you found that some individual have a hard time putting their egos on hold? I would say no. In fact, I think we have this conversation often that um, the default traditionally is to hand that glory off to somebody else in our team, right? Okay. So my creative team will always give the strategic team their big props for an amazing strategy for them to work with. And then my strategic team always will default to giving the glory to the creative team because they had that vision. And so we, we at times have to tell people you need to take you need to take the the praise because you deserve it. And so it always defaults to the team, never to an individual. And I think that's really unique in an, in an advertising slash branding agency that we don't have egos. And I, I find that refreshing. 
It's like we we literally fought against naming the company Antonio Paris. Oh, really? Um, we had a consultant come in because uh, we didn't want to do it for ourselves um, and spoke to prospects and spoke to existing clients, past clients. And one of the things that stood out was, you know, it was Antonio and Paris, our, our culture, the way that we kind of set up the culture. Um, and what's important to us is that, to Paris's point, our team, it's not just about us. I mean, if it was just about us, there'd be significant problems getting stuff out the door. Um, but it's about this this team uh, more than us. I mean, we look at things, we bless things, we're engaged with things and things like that. None of it is going to happen without the team that we have. They're, they're just a phenomenal team. And so we kind of push it to them. Because uh, like I said, when we're not in the room, they represent the company. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are that are doing the work. They're the ones that are getting um, the client to engage with them. And so there are many times that we take a back seat to that um, in order to accomplish the growth within the agency. And how, how do you foster that culture? Because it really seems to be an issue of culture, right? How do you foster that culture of collaboration and like I said, sharing the glory, sharing, um, I guess the ideas and, and the rewards. Cause I don't think every workplace has that same deny- dynamic. So what is sort of the, the secret sauce that, that you two have found? Yeah, I think for us, um, we found, we have found that, um, there's two things. First of all, most people that we work with, we will do a project with them and make sure that they fit into our culture. Okay. So that goes a long way for the team accepting them and for them accepting us. It's a two-way street, right? We need to make sure that everyone plays well together. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I think that um, I would say, Antonio, we set up a culture a few years ago where most of the people that we engage with that come to work for us are referred by someone who already works for us. And so um, we don't do postings on job boards or anything like that. It's, we all have our own network. We all have people Mm -hmm. that we've worked with in the past that we've really enjoyed working with and will fit within our culture. Um, Everyone on our team from the millennials to the more senior people like us um, understand we have a job to do and we, we need to get it done and that we just need to all work together and we couldn't do it any other way. We just couldn't. Well, and when working on a project with, with a team, there are so many different ideas coming together. Um, and I'm sure they don't always align. Um, how do you know when it's time to stand your ground and be willing to duke it out for your ideas and versus when it's time, uh, well, really when it's best to concede? We defer to Paris. That's what we do. <laughs> Good answer. Safe answer. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's interesting because creative is so subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Strategy is not subjective. Strategy comes from the voice of that consumer, that target audience. And traditionally, a client can't say no to that. It's then our interpretation of that. And so I think, I mean, a perfect example is we have a client that we're launching, relaunching their brand in November. And to launch that brand, you know, my team, I don't know who on the team, it might have been me, it might have been someone else, um, had the idea of using a spoken word artist. It wasn't a traditional idea. It took taking 
the client through a long journey of understanding our vision. And now we're in the edit of that vision. And, you know, the client gets chills when she sees it, but wasn't always on board. And so it's, it's this, it's this finesse of understanding. I have been a client in the past. I understand the challenges that you face. And so being sympathetic, I think is always the best route for us. Internally though, the team doesn't really, you get that feeling when you know that it's a good idea, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you propose it, you do the brainstorming, you go through the process. We were just doing this in Mexico city for a potential client for a pitch a couple of weeks ago, and we all came with ideas, but your idea and my idea, we could probably merge those and make an amazing idea. So that's what we did. And, um, you know, people don't get their feelings hurt when they're, especially on my creative team, when their ideas get killed, it happens all the time. All the time, all the time. (laughs) It's just part of the process. And so we can't take it personal and we have to just trust each other. I think too, that there's a runway, right? You know, you, you, everyone's throwing ideas around and everyone's working and collaborating together. And there comes a point where you have to go, okay, we're going to put a flag in the sand and, and do X, Y, Z. I think our team understands that Paris and I typically wait for that moment where we're at that runway, where we need to do it and make a call on something as well. Um, it's also, interestingly enough, um, a matter of passion and storytelling. So when you know our team pitches ideas to each other, how passionate are you about it? Um, you know, does the story that you're telling us make sense? Um, and then to Paris's point, once we feel that passion from someone um, about an idea, it's it's interesting. You start to see the team start to how can we make that's a great idea. How can we make it better? It no longer becomes that person's idea; it becomes everyone's idea because they've fallen in love with the passion that this person mm-hmm. has for it. But there comes a point, to, you know, as we said, there's a runway and we need to make the call of which way to go. Well, I like what you're saying about passion. And that's one of the things that I really like so much about collaboration. I love personally working in a collaborative environment because whether it's you're passionate about it or our team members, that enthusiasm sort of becomes infectious, doesn't it? And then everyone gets on board and, and enthused and then the ideas really start to fly and, and, and come in together that I've found. And again, I think that comes back so much to culture, like you were saying. Um, but for, you know, leaders who are perhaps working with a team that don't quite have that culture down yet, uh, if there is a clash of ideas, do you think it's the role of the team leader to step in and referee? Or is there some uh, sort of constructive way to facilitate healthy discussions? Yeah. So um, while we are, you know, the biggest supporters of collaboration, Antonio Antonio and I both have really unique and different management (laughs) styles without, without a doubt. And so my team, I manage a particular way and Antonio manages his differently. So in my, um, with my team, when they present me ideas, you know, I will, I will say, I like your idea, but is that, do you think that's the best way we can communicate this? Hmm. And I let them, 
think it through and try to work on it. And I collaborate with them on that together. And Tony, you have a different way of managing your yeah, team. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think because the audience is different though. So, so where my team um, most of the time is frontline with the client, um, I kind of prep them for being frontline with the client. So when um, I might not be as, as kind and nice as Paris is in giving the feedback because I want them to be ready because a lot of times the client may not be that kind um, in giving feedback. And so I want them to be ready and kind of put their armor on to be able to defend this idea, to be passionate about this idea, to, to show the data of why this makes sense um, as well. But also know when to, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's the client's budget. It's their brand. As much as we fall in love with that brand working on it, at the end of the day, they need to make the call. But we never want them to say, but you didn't tell me that there was a sand trap over there. Or you didn't tell me this as well. It's our job to kind of um, put those ideas forward and have the ability to defend those ideas as well. So where I might be a little bit more harsh in terms of the feedback, part of that is preparation for when they have to go and have those conversations and those difficult conversations with the clients as well, and then they'll be ready. So I think you guys are a little bit more protected. Than What's unique to us too, is that we um, are involved really early on um, my creative team will sit in on strategy um, research. If we're doing some research, they get involved really early. And so it's easy for me to say, hey, the client has said, you know, we only want to use brand colors or whatever the, the challenge is at this moment, right? And so to Antonio's point, we sometimes let the client be the bad guy, but it's because it's, it's their brand, right? Um, but I can't remember a time in our in the last 20 years where we've had a really big disagreement. And but I do remember in my prior life when I worked on the client side, you know, there there were those times where you just weren't as comfortable in the collaboration. And I think that that's why we've built this in our culture is because everybody brings a perspective, whether it's a creative director that lives in Reykjavik or someone who's in Panama City, Panama whoever's on my team, they come from a different perspective. And so we need to respect that perspective. We also need to respect the fact, and we, we try to tell our teams as much as possible, that you're not going to be right 100% of the time. You're going to be wrong. You're going to make mistakes. Um, and that's okay, because they're learning mistakes. And a lot of times Paris and I remind them of mistakes that we've made. Um, I, I, I talk about a very okay. specific pitch that I made the wrong call on. Absolutely the wrong call on, which cost the agency the pitch, to be fair. Um, and I tell the team that and I remind them that because, not because of the fact that we lost the pitch, but because I learned a lesson from that pitch. And it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. It's, it, actually, it's preferred that you do because that means the next time you won't. Um, you're going to think about all these things later on. So, um, that ability to be able to look at each other and go, we all trust each other. Um, and yes, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to line up with you. And once you've convinced me that this is the way to go, I'm going to line up with you. And it's okay if we, if we fail at it, we all did it together. 
And I'm sure that level of authenticity is much appreciated uh, by your team for sure. I think they all always know that our best, our best intentions are always that the agency and the client win, right? That I'm, I don't ever kill a creative idea because I'm, I don't like someone or I'm mad at somebody. That's never it. I have worked in environments where I felt like that has happened in the past and it doesn't feel good. And so it's in our best interest that every single one of our people who work for us have that confidence in themselves, whether it's my, I have a creative director who doesn't think his English is the strongest. It's his second language for him being from Venezuela. However, he does a really good job. We've seen a huge improvement in him in the last seven years that we've worked together. And his confidence, you can see it in his presentation skills, right? And you can also see it in his creative skills. He's developed that that confidence. That is a win for all of us. When, when Antonio, when you have someone on your team who not only can write a flawless deck and then present a flawless deck, that's, that's, that's great for yeah. us. Well, and it sounds like so much of... Uh, having a successful culture collaboration harks back to what you were saying a few moments ago, where it's really knowing your audience and what what motivates and, and drives them. And uh, for those outside your organization who see the success that you've had, what advice do you give to them um, as leaders in their organizations to, to help uh, further the culture collaboration in their own organizations? clear definition of what success looks like. Um, too often uh, in companies, there's not this uh, set of KPIs internally that says, this is what we're all going after. This is this is what we're doing. And um, you're, people are kind of making it up as they go along or, they, or they're not aware of the big picture. And I think the transparency is really important to know that at the end of every year, when Paris and I sit down and we think about the year to come, we're very specific in what success will look like and then what success overall. And then it's my job to help individuals uh, do whatever they can do in their role in order to help get to that KPI, right? And, and sometimes people know it's it's probably instinctual that they know, okay, I know what I need to do for us to get there. And sometimes they won't. And that's okay, too. Uh, because then that's my job to help them figure that out and define that as well. But I think transparency is really important. And then knowing that um, we put the team first, because I think the team, um, if the team's not happy, and the team's not doing phenomenal work, the client's not going to get it from us as well. And so we kind of do team, then client, because when that team is happy and when that team is on, on all cylinders, uh, the client gets brilliant work from us. When the team's not, the client doesn't get brilliant work from us. So it kind of starts there. But you know what, Antonio, I think based on the question that she asked, I think that, and I think back into my career, how do I manage up, mm. right? How do I manage a manager who may not have that spirit of transparency or collaboration. And that's really hard. I mean, you know, specifically my, the last boss I had that did not fulfill my spirit. Right. Right. And I remember coming to your office saying, 
I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to go move to Boulder, Colorado. And I'm going to, and I don't know anybody in Boulder. Right. But that was just where I was going. And um, because there's nothing worse than someone who doesn't fulfill your spirit, who doesn't support that transparency and that collaboration. And, you know, I would hate to ever tell anybody, you know, go find another job, but I don't know how to manage up when someone's smushing me down. It's been so long since I've had to do that. I'm fortunate, but I don't know how, what I would say to someone who, who doesn't get to live in this world because life is hard and we spend a majority of our time in, in our work and you have to love where you go and you have to have that support and that fostering. So I, I don't, don't know what I would say to someone. Do you, what would you say, Antonio? I mean, I think they need to know that we are, um, we're not asking them to do anything that we wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, so if you're going to work on weekends, we're working next to you on the weekend. If, if, if we get it, we also get that you have um, events for your kids and you have, because we, we have it, right. We're a married couple. And so we know that there's these family things that need to take place. There are times that um, I, I don't even know if it's legal. I want to turn off people's emails when they go on vacation because I don't want to hear from them. When they're on vacation, go take it. Enjoy your family. Focus on them the way you focus on on the work. But they need to know, they need to hear it from us. And they need to see us do it as well. Um, and I think that's important. I mean, that, that, that work-life balance um, is really important. And, and it's interesting for us, too, because we're part, uh, we work together, but there's also a virtual remote element to it as well. And so um, to have that kind of culture um, is an always on culture. Like we, we, we're always thinking about how are we going to include people? How are we going to hear people's ideas? Things like that. I think we kind of go out of our way and we've done this, I guess, what Paris, four or five years prior to COVID. Um, we had taken on this type of model, but we went out of our way to go, if it were me, how would I feel? I don't want to, someone to feel like they're in an island unto themselves. How do we how do we bring them in? How do we embrace them? I will say every single employee that buys a home, I I feel like I'm more excited for them than they are. <laughs> every employee that has a baby, I'm like, yes, they're having a baby. Um, you know, silly little things. On Fridays, we do we nominate someone to do their their playlist for the week and they will share a playlist and then they'll nominate the next person. And we do everything we can to like, to, to be connected, but still be, you know, someone's in Nashville, someone's in Miami, someone's in Portland. We have employees all over and in other countries. So it's just this little, little things we do that make people feel included. I love to hear what my creative director is listening to while it may not be my kind of music, I love to know what, you know, makes her happy and makes her where she's the best in her ability to work. Right. I have, I have people on my team who work best from 10 PM to 4 AM. I sleep best from 10 PM to 4 AM. So we are, we are a mosh pit of different types and, and um, lifestyles. And that's what makes us excited is that everyone, we just kind of all come together we have an employee who's getting married in October. And I think the majority, if not all of like senior management is invited to her wedding. It's so exciting that she wants everyone there. That's kind of cool. Well, I like, I really like how you've embraced everyone's uh, 
differences, whether that be personalities or geographic locations and life stages, but have brought them all together. So everyone is really performing at their at their best. And that's really what collaboration is all about, isn't it? Bringing the best of ourselves together. Sure. Well, with that, Antonio and Paris, I would love to thank you again for joining us today and sharing your uh, your unique and and fun insights to our program. Thank you. This has been fun. Yeah. We have had a lot of fun today. And I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining us. We release two episodes a month available to watch on YouTube. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite streaming service. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe today. And please follow along with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. The Women's Leadership Today podcast is just one feature of the Women's Leadership Today community. We empower women to advance in their career through targeted professional development learning experiences and resources, such as live and on-demand courses, customized training solutions, up-to-date publications, and more. Visit womensleadershiptoday.com to join our community and take your career to the next level. Together, we can empower women everywhere to lead, innovate, and inspire change.